Right, so let's continue with our discussion in this masterclass for the EPSA, that is the Public Sector Accounting Standards. Now, so far we've discussed a couple of issues about uh, the standards, we look at the EPSAS one. So in this uh, lesson, we want to look at the EPSAS two, that is the cash flow statement. Now, one thing you must understand is that the cash flow statement is just like, uh, or the EPSAS two is just like the cash flow statement in financial report, and that is IAS 7. So I'm going to role play and give you an idea about how we do it in corporate uh, financial reporting, and then we'll come back here and look at the idea here. Now, the idea of the cash flow statement is simply that uh, companies prepare their financial statements. They prepare their statement of financial performance, and uh, from the statement of financial performance, we realize that a company has made a profit, and uh, a huge amount of profit. The average investor expects that, ah, okay, the profit that a company has made means that's the money that is available, that is the cash that is available. Then you go to the statement of financial performance, position, sorry, of the company, and you realize that the cash available there, that is the cash and cash equivalent, is far less than the profit. So for instance, the company made a profit of, say, $20 million, but you go to the statement of financial position and you expect to see that money there, but it's go there and they are cash and cash equivalent, it's just somewhere around $2 million. So the average investor will be like, ah, when we have made this profit, it means that is the money that will be, should be available. But that is not what it is, because the fact that you made a profit does not mean that is uh, the money that should be available because uh, of capital expenditure. Most of the time, when we are dealing with, uh, uh, because of capital expenditure and some non-cash items and a couple of issues, most of the time, when we are preparing a statement of financial performance, we don't include a couple of capital expenditure that are supposed to be included there, and we also include some cash items that are not supposed to include there. And because we are using the accrual basis, we use a couple of uh, uh, provisions and other stuff there, which are not supposed to be in the financial, uh, which are not cash items, and so that affects the cash reserve that the company has. So the objective of the cash flow statement is to provide an understanding of the uh, to provide an understanding to the users of the financial statement how much inflows that a company actually had during the year and how much outflows the company had during the year. So if I should go back to my illustration here, for instance, the reason why the company made a profit of 20 million but they only have two million here left could be because of a lot of reasons. Number one, it could be because of the acquisition of some assets. It could be because of maybe some repayments of loans, okay? It could be because of uh, maybe some payments of some dividend that they have paid out, outstanding dividend. It could be because of the, the, some tax liabilities that is outstanding that they are supposed to pay. So there are a lot of reasons why that, there are a lot of reasons why the profit will be different from the cash and cash equivalent, and that is what the cash flow statement seeks to do to bring reality into the financial statement and tell shareholders, tell users of the financial statement, hey, during the financial year and a discussion, this is how much money came in and this is how much money went out. That is why in your statement of financial performance, you are seeing that cash and cash equivalent that you are seeing there.
Now, basically, when it comes to the preparation of a cash flow statement, we divide the activities into three major categories. So we have cash flow from operating activities, cash flow from investing activity, and cash flow from financing activity. Now, as I said, we're just having an overview and we'll delve a bit deeper into some of these things. The operating activities has to do with the day-to-day -day running of the organization. So in financial reporting, what we do there in operating activity is that remember, we can report cash flow from operating activities from two perspectives. We can use what we call the direct method or the indirect method. As always, usually we, we go for the indirect method. Now, the direct method is where you are going to be bringing your cash that you have received from all of your uh, operations and the cash statement that you've made from all your operations. But the indirect method is where you start with the surplus or the deficit from the statement of financial performance and make various adjustments for various non-cash items in relation to that. So almost always, we are going to be sticking with the indirect method of reporting the cash flow from operating activities. Now, that is fundamental to the organization. So uh, wages and salary payments, uh, payment for goods and supplies, all of those things are various expenses that we incur for the day-to-day -day running of the public sector organizations is covered in their operating activity. Now, from the operating activity, we come to the investing activity. Now, as the name suggests, this covers a lot of capex issues, right? So, it deals with usually the acquisition, okay, and then disposal of assets, okay? The acquisition and disposal of non-current assets. So, fixed assets, property plants and equipment, infrastructure, okay, uh, acquisition of uh, financial instruments, Disposals of financial instruments, all of those things come under out the investing activity. So when we uh, uh, sell, the proceeds that is coming in as, as uh, our inflow, and we cover it here. When we go and buy, the money that we are paying is an outflow, and that will also be covered and be considered when we are dealing with the investing activity. Then we come to the last one, and that is going to be the financing activity. The financing activity has to do with the movement in the finance or the capital structure of the organization. The movement in the capital structure of the organization. So usually, some of the issues considered in the financing activity include issue of shares, uh, issue of loan notes, receipt of loan notes, uh, uh, repayment of loan notes, redemption of shares. Now. That is uh, usually for the private sector. In the public sector also, we deal primarily with the loans, loans received and then uh, loans that has been paid in relation to that. So these are the three categories that are activity categories that we are going to be using in the preparation of the cash flow statement. So basically, that is the idea. Now, in order for us to ensure whether our cash flow balance this is how we go by it. The operating activity, the net operating activity, added to the net investing activity, added to the net financing activity, gives us an increase or a decrease in cash and cash equivalent. If it is positive, it's an increase. If it is negative, it's a decrease. 
They will bring cash and cash equivalent at the beginning of the year, and that will give us the cash and cash equivalent at the end of the year, which will be in the current statement of financial position. Now, because we are dealing with cash flow statements and we are dealing with the movement in the uh, capital structure of the company or the movement in the net assets of the company, when we are preparing the cash flow statement, the examiner is going to give us um, an income statement or transactions to prepare an income statement and then possibly uh, two financial positions, two statements of financial position. Now the reason why the two statements of financial position is very important is for us to identify the movements. Okay, for us to identify. So we will be giving the previous year statement of financial position, the current year statement of financial position, and then the current year statement of uh, financial performance. And that is what we use to get around with some additional notes and information. And we categorize the activities under the three headings and we prepare our cash flow statement. And after that, we can prepare a reconciliation statement in order to look at it. So basically, when we talk about cash flow statement, that is just the idea about it, okay? It's not something much in relation to that. And we've discussed the pro forma of it. So let's go to Ipsos 2, some of the things Ipsos 2 specifically says, so that we can contextualize it specifically for the public sector so we can understand what we're doing here. So key question, what is the objective of Ipsos 2? The cash flow statement identifies the sources of cash inflows, the items on which cash was expended during the reporting period, and the cash balance as at the reporting date. Very, very important. So objectively, the cash flow looks at the sources of the inflow, where do we get the money from, the items that we expend the money from, and then how much money that is left at the end of the period under consideration. Information about cash flows of an entity is use, useful in providing users of financial statement with information for both accountability and decision-making purposes in relation to that. So for us to analyze and find out the stewardship of the managers of the public fund, they need to prepare a cash flow statement so that during the year, if from your budget allocation, you were given uh, 200 million Ghana cities. How much did you spend and how much is supposed to be left? That is the duty or the objective of a cash flow statement. So that we will be able to measure your accountability and also enable uh, various stakeholders in the making of various decisions for the organization. But in addition to that, what are the core benefits on the preparation of the cash flow statement? We've already jumbled through a couple of them, but let's look at some of them from the standard, as per the standard. Now, as per the standard, the following are some of the benefits of the cash flow information. One, information about the cash flows of an entity is useful in assisting users to predict the future cash requirements of the entity, its ability to generate cash flows in the future, and fund changes in the scope and nature of its activities. So very, very important. One, because it's a cash flow statement, we'll be able to assess, okay, these are the sources that the government or the agency is generating its money from. Okay, if these are the sources, we will know the various things that they are spending the money on, and that will help us to predict their future cash levels and their future cash uh, expenditure. Because the cash flow statement helps us all well in the preparation of budget 
for the public sector organization. Two, a cash flow statement when used in conjunction with other financial statements providing information or provides information that enable users to evaluate the changes in net assets of the entity, its financial structure, including its liquidity and solvency, and its ability to reflect the amounts and timing of cash flows in order to adapt to changing circumstances and opportunities. What do we mean here? Remember, I was comparing the cash flow statement with these two financial statements. So when we have the cash flow statement, we are able to identify and evaluate the net assets of the company, okay? Then we'll be able to find out about the financial structure of the company. How much debt are we owing? How much equity do we have? How much of our own cash is in the uh, institution, is in the organization? What are we spending money on? What are the things that we are supposed to change going forward? The cash flow information provides us with that. Third says, historical cash flow information is often used as an indicator of the amount spending and certainty of future cash flows. It is also used in checking the accuracy of past assessments of future cash flows. So the cash flow information helps us, okay, and helps us in uh, indicating the timing, the accuracy of the future cash flows. But not only that, it also helps us in checking the accuracy of past assessment. Because one of the things you're going to be doing is that if you finish and your cash flow, like I said, uh, the cash and cash equivalent at the end of the cash flow is not the same as the cash and cash equivalent in the current year statement of financial position, then you have a problem. That means either you are wrong or the information you are using is wrong. So that enhances the consistency of checking the accuracy of past assessments of the organization or the entity. So these are some benefits that we can talk about in relation to the uh, cash flow information. But as always, each standard has some uh, core definitions that we need to look at, we need to take into consideration, and we need to have a further understanding of. So ESAS 2 also gives a couple of definitions that we have to know about. We've discussed some of them already in ESAS 1, so I'll just name them, and then we will go to the ones that we need to look out for in this standard. First one is accrual basis, we've defined that already. Second one is assets, we've defined that already. Cash. Cash comprises cash on hand and demand deficits. Okay? Meaning, when we talk about cash, we mean the physical cash you have in your head, in the office, and also the deposit that you have in the bank. Then, cash equivalent. Cash equivalents are short term, highly liquid investments that are readily convertible to known amounts of cash and which are subject to an insignificant risk of changes in value. That is a cash equivalent, meaning that these are financial instruments or uh, highly liquid investment that anytime you want to sell it, you can sell it as soon as possible and to some extent, you know the accuracy of the amount that is involved. Cash flows, the next one is cash flows. Cash flows are inflows and outflows of, of cash and cash equivalent. So when we say cash flow statement, we are looking at what? The inflows and the outflows of cash and cash equivalent for the entity. Next one is contribution from owners, and you already know that. Next one, control. 
Control. I gave you an idea about control when we're defining assets, but it is here to be defined. So, control is the power to govern the financial and operational policies of another entity so as to benefit from its activities. So, remember I told you about controlled entity and controlling entity. So, the only way we can say this is our controlling entity, this is our subsidiary, it means that we should control that entity. Now, what does it mean to control? To control means we have the power to govern the financial and operational policies of the organization. Distribution to owners means future economic benefits or potential or service potential distributed by the entity to all or some of its owners, either as a return on investment or as a return of their investment. So distribution to owners could be more or less like a dividend that we are paying to owners and that will be a return on their investment or a return of their investment. Economic entity, we've already defined that. Expenses, we've already defined that. Financing activities, I've given you an idea about it, I've claimed my motto. These are activities that result in changes in the size and composition of the contributed capital and borrowing of an entity. Let me take that again. Financial activities are activities that result in changes in the size and composition of the contributed capital and borrowings of an entity. Okay, so financial activities. How much uh, 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 finance did we get from the owners and how much did we get from the debtors, uh, our, our creditors, sorry, our creditors. So the composition of the capital structure of the company, that is what a financial activity looks out for. Government business enterprises, we've already defined that. Investing activities. These are the acquisition and disposal of long-term assets and other investments not included in cash equivalents. So I've already said that. So the investment activity has to do with the acquisition and disposal of long-term uh, assets. And as I said, non-current assets. That's why I use the word non-current assets. Here, they're using long-term assets. is the same definition, is the same terminology. Net assets or equity, we've already defined that. Liabilities, we've already defined that. Operating activities. These are activities of the entity that are not investing or financing. So any activity that is not investing, any activity that is not financing, will be classified as what? Operating activities. Will be classified as operating activity. Next one, reporting dates. Reporting date means the date of the last day of the reporting period to which the financial statement relates. So in Ghana, the reporting date is always 31st of December each year. That is the reporting date. For some companies, their reporting date could be 31st October or 1st May, whatever their reporting dates are. Revenue, we've already defined and looked at it in relation to that. 